Cause nothing's gonna kill New York City Real New Yorkers know what I mean Favorite weekend getaway from New York? I like to go to an island where there are no lines and it's very quiet on the weekends and there's lots of stuff to do, amazing restaurants. It's this amazing island. What's it called? Manhattan. Oh, I love it. <laughs> One word to describe New York. Forever. New York forever. And we'll sing it together. New York forever. New York forever. Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossip Nista. Welcome to the Gossip Lisa podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm your host, Mariana Monks. I truly appreciate you tuning in and thank you so much for your continued support on this podcast. On today's interview, I have a staple of New York City on the show, Dan Smith. And the song that you just heard, which is called New York Forever, was written, produced and sang by him. It's probably going to be a tune that you'll be singing the chorus to all day in your head or maybe out loud as I have as it's literally so catchy and it's more relevant than ever to the times and a song that I truly believe will live on forever as the anthem to New York City. I am beyond honored and excited to have come across Dan Smith through his artistry and music for our interview but you know what little did I know that Dan had already built a cultural phenomenon in the city with his guitar. You'll have to tune in to the whole interview to hear that story, plus learn more about his inspiration for the New York Forever song, the future of his music and career, as well as hear firsthand tips on how to make it as a musician in the city, plus so much more. Please support Dan and his music and help me bring this song to a wider audience by sharing this episode and getting the New York Forever song heard by all of those who love NYC. It's a must listen to song and interview with Dan Smith. So without further ado, here is my interview about the New York Forever song by Dan Smith. Dan, welcome to the podcast. I am beyond excited to have you as a guest on the show. I am looking forward to your story. Welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful spring day in New York City. So I'm very excited to talk to you and uh, talk about New York forever. Yes, yes. We are definitely going to dive into that. All things New York City. But I'd like to start yes. off with a hard-hitting question, joking here. And, and okay. the, the first one is, you know, are you originally from, from New York City, Dan? Are you a native to the city? I am not. I actually grew up in Newton, Massachusetts until I was about 18. I came here um, to go to NYU to study acting. That was back in 
19, da, 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 um, <laughs> a long time ago. Uh-huh. And uh, so then, um, but I've been here pretty much ever since. I spent one year in Paris, and that was my last year at NYU. And then I came back here, and um, the city and I have been uh, locked on to each other ever since. Oh, wow. Okay. So. Yeah. Great. Thank you for giving us that context of where you've been. And and so literally straight after high school, came over to New York City, been here ever since. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. You had a stint in Paris throughout that time. And then uh, how long in Paris? You said a year? Yeah, I was there for just under a year, which was a great experience. But uh, I, you know, I always love coming back to New York. Of course. And that's what a lot of people say after they go and see other places in this world. And so, you know, um, what neighborhood did you essentially first land upon when moving to New York City? And then where are you now? Sure. If, if it's changed or not. Oh, it's it's changed quite a bit. I've lived all all throughout the city. But um, the first area that I lived in was um, right at NYU. I was um, just above Washington Square Park. And um, then from there, uh, a little bit up towards um, Union Square Park. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back from Paris, I lived on the Lower East Side. For a little while and then i moved to the upper west side and that's definitely been um uh, my kind of uh headquarters for a long time mm. and um the the upper west side has i kind of moved there by accident in many ways i just found what was at the time a very inexpensive place yeah and um and i found it believe it or not in the village voice which is um not something i think it actually does still exist mm-hmm. but this is in a, in a pre-internet world so that I was, you know, very happy to find that I moved to this wonderful neighborhood. So, but I've also lived in uh, Midtown and I've lived all over. Oh, wow. Okay. So it sounds to me that you started in those pretty lively areas down by oh, yeah. NYU, you know, yeah. really in, in the midst of everything city-wise sure. and yeah, kind yeah. of did a lot of downtown, but now mm-hmm. you've been in the uptown, you know, yeah. area for a long time. And, and how true. are you liking the Upper West Side, assuming you love it as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the Upper West Side. It's um, It feels kind of like it has an old world feel to it. I don't think it's an accident that the marvelous Mrs. Maisel tends to shoot around mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has all kinds of wonderful up and coming areas and restaurants and especially with the reopening, I think it's going to be a really magical time. Yes. Everything in New York is magical. So yes. thank you yes, it is. For, for, for sharing that. And so sure. overall, what would you say your experience in New York City has been like? I think it's been a tremendous period of growth mm-hmm. and continues to be that. Um, that's kind of, I would say, New York for me has always been a teacher mm-hmm. um, and an opportunity to to dig deep in yourself and and find, you know, something, find your, your imagination, find your drive. And, um, but also, you know, it does require a certain kind of... Um, ability to you have to develop skills that will ground you Mm -hmm. in order to live in new york city and some of those skills are just you know you can't you got to keep your sense of humor yeah (laughs) you know that's that's just that's one skill Mm -hmm. that's important to have but also just learning how to you know relax on an ongoing basis you know i think new york city has this kind of um you know people from new york city are kind of uh stereotypically thought of as very high strung and obviously um (laughs) there's some truth to that (laughs) But to me, I think it's actually an opportunity to learn how to, you know, it's a challenge in a way. Yeah. To how do you stay centered? How do you stay relaxed? You know, whether yeah. you learn to meditate or you learn to whatever, just learn how to um, 
you know, find space in your life where you find some some sense of stillness, mm-hmm. um, because obviously the the city can be um, virtually anything but still. <laughs> um, exactly. Not that there aren't places and moments for that, um, but it's obviously you know it's it's um it's a living, breathing thing, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's you know because everybody who comes here is is here because they want something, and so that um, just creates this kind of dynamic where. You know, everybody's on their way to some, to the thing they want. Uh-huh. Um, so that is what has always attracted me about it. And the, there's just um, also just this tremendously, as you used the word magical earlier, this tremendously magical, romantic quality to the to the whole city. It feels like it, whenever I walk down the street in New York City, I feel like I'm in a movie. Oh, yes. Just like those quotes, I feel that everyone, yeah. you know, kind of notes. It, it's 100% what yeah. people are saying. Agreed with you. And I, I really like that you noted finding that balance and, and grounding mm-hmm. yourself within New York City yeah. is kind of something vital, you know, particularly when you've been here as long as you have. You, you've been here yeah. for a, a good amount of time and, yeah. and yeah. It, it could get insane, I'm sure. And, and I'm curious, while you kind of noted on that, you know, mm-hmm. when you came to New York and you came at mm-hmm. such a young age and I think a lot of yeah. people do or, or they come in various times but were you um, kind of culture shock by by what you were absorbing you know the city the, the, the pace of it the people I, I don't know if I would describe it as culture shock I mean I grew up in you know kind of a middle-class suburb of Boston mm-hmm. and um, so I had you know, experienced a little bit of city life you know going into Boston and Harvard Square and that kind of yeah. thing Um, but, uh, I was just so excited to be here. I, I just felt like I belonged. Um, I remember actually visiting NYU with, with my mom Uh and she, we were walking along, uh, Washington Square Park on, on our way to, you know, a tour of the school or something. And she looked at me and she said, you belong here, don't you? I said, yep. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That gave me goosebumps when your mother says you belong here. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. And so, you know, getting more specific here, uh, Dan, I, I'd love to kind of just hear what are some things you like and dislike about New York City? Well, I think what I like and what I love is um, the size of it. I love the, not just the physical size of it, but the kind of um, the cultural size of it. You know, that when something happens here, you know, it's on a world stage. Mm-hmm. Also, the the sense of um, choices, you know, if there's something in the world, you'll find at least three kinds of it here. And then obviously there is just the physical size of it. You know, when I when I um, walk down the street, it's just kind of I find it some people find it, you know, very intimidating. And I I can understand that. But I I actually find it comforting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm in the center of it all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that's what I, if I could put it into a, a statement, that would be my best attempt at, at what I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what I don't like are things like, I think the city, especially um, since COVID, has kind of lost a lot of its uh, sense of civility. And one example that always stands out to me is, it, it was happening a little bit before, but it's definitely become a, almost an epidemic kind of situation where people ride their bikes on the sidewalk mm. and, um, or scooters or whatever. And so I really hope that the new administration will, anybody out there is listening, <laughs> will do something about that because it's, you know, it's, it's obviously it's dangerous and it's against the law. Um, it's also just rude. 
So I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And thank yeah. you for pointing those <laughs> specifics out. I agree sure. with you there. You know, that should be yeah. kept for the pedestrians. And that's why I there's amazing so. bike lanes uh, here in New that's York City. Right. So I'm a huge fan of city bike, by mm-hmm. the way. That's another thing I like. And I, you know, I know my bike lanes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know them well. So, so yeah, I hope... I think I really believe that it's totally possible to change that too, you know, because it wasn't always that way. Um, it's kind of become, unfortunately, the way of the world now. And uh, but I hope it can change. A hundred percent agreed yeah. with you on there. And you you kind of dove into something that was, uh, you know, my next question. And it's given all that has happened in in 2020 mm-hmm. here in New York City, and and you've seen New York throughout the years, really, you yes. know, it's, yeah. it's ups and it's downs, like, how would you compare this COVID-19 impact to it to other things that's happened throughout the years? I, I have to say that's probably the biggest thing that I've ever observed in New York City in terms of, a you know, a, the, its societal impact. Uh, you know, I don't think I'm alone in making that assessment. It's you know, obviously it's international too, which goes back to my earlier point. If something happens here in New York, and, and we in many ways were, um, you know, the term ground zero mm-hmm. <laughs> in my mind came from something that happened here in New York. I'm sure, it, you know, it was probably used before 9-11, obviously, but um, but we in many ways were, were ground zero mm-hmm. because of, I think also because of obviously the international nature of the city. So many other pe- people from other countries enter the United States through New York. So that was a factor, but I, you know, I would say um, COVID just—it's—it's um, it's like it's a giant lens that is being held up to life, mm. and and we're we're being we're looking at ourselves, whether you know whether it's from a political standpoint or a social aspect or just our our own personal journey, it's forcing everybody to um, to look at themselves, which is I think in many ways a, a good thing, you know, despite all the terrible things that. Um, have happened and and that we will you know rise up from but but it's i think there are a lot of opportunities that are presenting themselves and have have been presenting themselves with with this change as as truly um you know excruciatingly difficult as it has been mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. yeah no agreed with you and and so with that being said is do, do you believe the city is going to return 100 percent to how it used to be or will a new you know type of new york evolve like i'm curious to hear your perspective on that yeah yeah well i think the answer is both mm-hmm. i think that in many ways it will come back to where it used to be and it's already begun to do so but I think um, that you know we have to go someplace new in order to um, move forward. And New York, I, I think, in many ways, would do that anyway. You know, and it's I think it you know regardless of whether COVID happened or not. But COVID, in many ways, um, I think I go back to my earlier point. It's an opportunity. You know, there was so much um, in the city that was kind of like. There's so many things that were just so expensive mm-hmm. and 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 disproportionately to you know a sense of reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think that um, what we have in front of us is just this great opportunity to bring so much more fresh blood into the city. Mm-hmm. Rents are a little lower, so it's an opportunity for you know maybe younger people who don't have necessarily as much money as the super rich people to come into the city and and start something fresh for themselves. There's opportunities, I'm sure, for, you know, more mom and pop businesses to come into, which 
I that's always been something I've been acutely aware of, especially with you know everything I've I've done and and uh, explored in the city. That's been a big part of my experience in the city is mom and pop businesses. And mm-hmm. I, I you know with all the kind of empty storefronts that are around now, um, I I would think there's I'm I'm sure there are all kinds of opportunities for new businesses to start. Yes, yes, and I like that. I, I like yeah. how, how you noted. You know, it's it's going to come back to an extension of what it was, but it's also going to add new elements and new things and new opportunities Absolutely. to it. So Absolutely. that yeah. that is very exciting to kind of yeah. you know be here, be living through it, and and so my question to you is, any plans to to ever move away from from New York City? I mean, what has ultimately kept you here in the city? I'm curious. I have no immediate plans to move out of New York City ever. Um, mm-hmm. The only reason I would is if a project, if a creative project took me out of the city um, to, you know, um, possibly to L.A. or something like that. But right now, mm-hmm. everything I have planned for the future is really very much rooted here in New York City. And okay. um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> awesome. I'm happy to hear yeah. that. I think everyone's happy to yeah, hear that. Absolutely. So. Amazing. And then, so, you know, I'm going to go into this bit of a controversial question, but um, okay, please. I, I am curious, would you consider yourself a New Yorker, Dan? And ultimately, what do you think it truly means to be a New Yorker? Mm, okay. The answer is yes to your first question. Yeah, I feel like I'm a New Yorker. I felt like I was a New Yorker before I came here. Mm. But, uh, you know, and obviously you get indoctrinated just from just the passage of time, you know, just from the the mileage that you put in on on the streets, um, but uh, but I, I I really kind of I just kind of felt it in my bones before I got here. I, with every movie that I watched, I was rewatching a movie the other day called Moscow on the Hudson, which is a fantastic New York movie. It's an early Robin Williams movie, and I, I remember watching that when I was like fourteen or fifteen. And that's a, just a great New York movie. I knew then. Okay. I knew before then, but actually, I probably the first movie. I watched that really kind of got me with New York was was actually uh, Hair. Hair. The yeah, with Beverly D'Angelo and and Treat Williams. It's a great New York movie. Mm. Um, and I'm not really even a musical kind of person, but I really that movie kind of sucked me in. Oh. But but anyway, um, so yes, I am a New Yorker. And what does it mean to be a New Yorker? Um, I, I think it means that you are you define yourself by who you want to be and what you want to do as opposed to what somebody else wants you to do or what you think you're supposed to do. You know, I think New York for me requires imagination. It requires it because there's obviously a lot of competition here. There's a lot of um, mm-hmm. very high standards. Our, our um, New York requires them, whether it's a restaurant or, or your, your work as a musician or or your work in whatever field you're in. I would say, if I had to put on two words, I would say it's imagination and motivation. Mm, that is well said. I agree with you there, Dan. So thank you for sharing that perspective. And so given sure. that um, this podcast is is revolved around, you know, continuing to enrich the lives of New Yorkers here, but also those looking to, to move into the city, yes. you know, my, my question here is, what advice would you give to someone who is new to the city and looking to make a move here? Well, I would say ask yourself, what is it that you can offer people? Whether it's just for starters, maybe it's just your willingness to work hard. 
you know, your, your willingness to um, bring a sense of commitment to it. Now, in some areas, that's only going to get you so far, you know. So I go back to my earlier point about imagination. You have to imagine yeah. yourself. You have to imagine something. I know for me, I had to imagine something that really hadn't quite existed before. And then the great thing about New York is that it's a very encouraging city if you have something to bring, you know. And you, you, I think because everybody else is trying to do the same thing, you know. Um, I know I've, I've only felt encouraged by people when I try to do the things that I've, you know, been building over the years. So I would say you, you have to kind of think outside the box. And, and mm. um, sure, there's what everybody else did and or what they are doing. But there's also, you know, if you look at the great New York stories, that to me is always um, a theme. You know, if you think about somebody like Andy Warhol, he came here and there had never been an Andy Warhol before. He created his own world. So yeah. that's what New York offers the opportunity to do. Create your own world. I love it. Yeah. Yes, agreed with you. And so, you know, more so for native New Yorkers or just New Yorkers, what advice would you give to them currently? I would say uh, a lot of the same thing that I just said, use your imagination. Um, but really, I, I think uh, try to, A, be optimistic and and see this for the opportunity that it is. You know, I, I've heard a lot of talk about how oh, we're going back to the 80s and the dark times of the 70s or whatever. Mm -hmm. And first of all, it really, if you take a step back and look at it, it's not really true. First of all, in the 70s and 80s, Broadway and sports and all these different, all these different um, financial engines mm -hmm. were already going. And it was a difficult time then. We don't have those engines back yet. So when those start cranking back up again, it's going to be a very different feel to the city. It's already begun. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a really important point. Um, you know, people, it, it's very tempting. It's very easy to be pessimistic and to, um, you know, take a narrow view of the situation. But I think we need to think big here. And, um, you know, also, just in practical terms, like like I said, there's so many things that w are coming back. They absolutely are coming back, and, and that's going to be a really celebratory moment to appreciate things that we've taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank so you for that. So that, those are my thoughts, as best yes. I can. Yes. No, and, and perfectly <laughs> said. So thank you, Dan, there. Sure. And, um, I have enjoyed so much learning about, you know, where you came from, where you've been, your perspective within New York City, your story. Yes. I, I do want to sum it up here on this segment, you know, asking if, if you were essentially asked, you know, what New York is, represents to you or, or kind of makes you feel, how would you sum that up either into a quote that mm -hmm. you might make up or, or one that kind of sits out in the universe? I think New York excites me and it makes me feel... Like, I can do anything. And I know I'm not the first person to say that, but I think that it's um, just a, a city of possibilities. It's a magical city of dreams. Mm, lovely. That actually transitions greatly into our second segment here, Dan. So again, sure. thank you for sharing your story. Now, Gossip Mista here. 
I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen. This will help me reach more people and spread the word about New York City and those who love it. And if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Gossipnista Podcast on Instagram. Now, back to the show. Thank you for sharing your story. Now, moving on to um, our segment where, you know, I'm excited to uh, share and learn more about your background as well as your career as a musician. Mm -hmm. And kind of just to note here, for those that don't know Dan, let me tell you that he's a staple of New York City. And many Native New Yorkers would identify him as a fixture of the NYC community. Your background Mm -hmm. is pretty amazing. And so let's dive into it here, Dan, starting with, um, you know, tell us about your background. You know, have you always Mm -hmm. wanted to be a musician? And if not, what inspired you to to go into music and nevertheless end up here in the city? Mm -hmm. I know that's a lot of questions in one. That's that's all right. I I can, we'll we'll cover as much as we can. Um, So I think I've always really thought of myself as an artist, Mm -hmm. more than a musician or a a writer or an actor or, or, um, or a teacher even. Um, but certainly um, what a lot of people know me for is my uh, teaching. Mm-hmm. And um, specifically, I teach guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a lot of people know me for is this uh, flyer campaign that I, I've put together over the years that's become kind of its own thing, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to put it mildly. Yeah. Um, because I think probably, oh, geez, around two, 2003, I started to put my picture on the flyer and, you know, like anything I, I do, um, I, I do it pretty intensely and so and, and pretty um, I'm pretty relentless about it. So I, I put a lot of flyers with um, that say Dan Smith will teach you guitar mm-hmm. um, all over the city with my with my picture on them. And there have been many, many versions of them over the years. Mm-hmm. If you go to my Instagram account, you can see a whole <laughs> retrospective of it. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, that was something that I did because I wanted to be in business for myself. I wanted to do something creative. I wanted to um, do something that I thought would be a platform for me yeah. and and be um, a way for me to grow and as a as a musician, but also as a business person, as a as a man. Right. Because um, I started when I was pretty young. I mean, I first started teaching way back when uh, in Newton, Massachusetts when I was like 16 and I would teach on and off through school. And then once I got back from, from Paris, I, I decided I was going to make it my goal to teach full time, which took a couple of years. Um, but, uh, I did, and I've been doing that, um, pretty, pretty steadily ever since. Okay. And it's been quite the journey. And so there's my teaching and everything that I've learned with that. But the thing that, you know, people get sort of all excited about is the flyer campaign. And there's been all kinds of um, it's if if you don't know about it, it's probably it sounds a little weird. (laughs) But, you know, what has happened is it's become this kind of uh, meme. And so various celebrities have, you know, done kind of parodies of the flyer. um, And there have been it's appeared in a lot of television shows. Uh, People have dressed up as me for Halloween. Can you show me some photos of that? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's been a whole thing. Um, It's it's appeared in all kinds of different cultural, Uh uh, you know, permutations. There was a a book. I remember walking into Barnes and Noble at one point, just looking around for a a book to buy for a friend. 
and uh, you know novelty books yes. or whatever. And there was a book about like uh, it was something about like it was I think it was called I Lego New York. Uh-huh. And so it was all these little Lego sculptures, you know, kind of uh, different things in New York City, you know, like gum on the street but done in Legos. And uh-huh. and I was just thumbing through and going, oh, this is kind of a cute book. And there was one that was. Um, portraying my flyer in Legos. No way. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. Like, just, you know, all kinds. Of, I mean, I could go on and on. There's, there's all kinds of things like this. There have been all kinds of uh, songs. People have written songs about it. Um, if you go to my website, you can go to the press page and see there's all kinds of music videos, full music videos that people have produced, but also just songs. Right. I, I oh think my there's gosh. Like, I think there's like 10 or 12 songs on there. Um, so I think... One of the things that I, I've heard is that people have said that when they're not in New York, they will test people who they meet, who they say are from New York. Um, they'll kind of test whether they're a real New Yorker or not by asking them if they know who I am. Oh, that is funny. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, I'm, it's really pretty crazy. Um, and, you know, one of the things about it, and it's one of the reasons why I was very excited to come on your podcast today is that um, in some ways it's almost become a distraction to um, my teaching and my music and myself as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of why I was so touched that you asked me to be on, on your podcast is because you found me just purely through my music. Yep. And uh, the song New York Forever, which obviously we'll talk about more. But mm-hmm. um, So I'm in no way, you know, I, I, I love and am very proud of everything that I've built with um, Dan Smith with Teacher Guitar and with my teaching, and it's been a great... And continues to be a great experience, but um, that's always that's been a little bit of a dilemma within that is you know people focusing more on on the flyers than what the flyers are for. Exactly. Yeah. Of the essence of what represents yeah. Stan Smith, and and again yes. that is you know an artist, a musician, mm-hmm. a singer, a songwriter, yeah. and so much more, right? So yes, yes. you just shared a lot of great insight there, Dan. Thank sure. you so much. Just to kind of peel back a little bit of those layers, yeah, sure. and, and for Please. people to kind of um, you know it, should they not know Dan Smith because you know they're not from New York City mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. natives and things along those lines. So you know you came to the city for NYU for schooling. Mm-hmm. You went into acting, but you had been playing the guitar uh, since what age would you say 13 13 13 and so then teaching at 16 and ever after right so when you say teaching you've been teaching guitar and so Mm -hmm. uh, somewhere along the line when moving into new york city you decided Mm -hmm. to create these uh promotional flyer campaigns that you know say uh dan smith will 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 teach you guitar with Mm -hmm. with a photo of yourself on it and these flyers blew up blew up um you know and became a culture phenomenon here in the city with people like mike myers um john mayer uh the john Mm -hmm. Stewart uh, and uh, amongst mm-hmm. many others doing some parodies yeah. on this. So, yeah, you know, and and so that that was a huge, you know, part of of, of who you are, and and mm-hmm. you know, people have identified you with, but it's not who you are, period. And and, and right. there's so much more than that. And so, as I mentioned, you're a singer, a songwriter, mm-hmm. and you wrote one of the most amazing, poetic, and timely songs about New York City, and called New York Forever. Yeah, thank you very much. Of course. And that's why we're here to talk about that. That's how sure. I found you. This is, mm-hmm. you know, what what's resonating with me and I feel is going to resonate with a whole lot of people and, and just moving mm-hmm. forward. So, you know, I'm curious, what led you to create the New York Forever song? Well, I, like everybody else, was, you know, very much affected by the whole 
shutdown from COVID. But at the same time, I was, you know, a little, I guess, disappointed and even angry to hear people talk about how New York is quote unquote dead or, mm. and with the whole dynamic of people moving out of New York. So that, that kind of, um, you know, pissed me off a little bit, yeah. <laughs> quite frankly. And uh, I didn't like that, but I didn't want to land on a negative note about it. I wanted to point things in a positive direction. So I knew I wanted to, and I'd been hearing all these kind of phrases tossed around, you know, like New York strong and New York this. And, and I thought it just kind of came to me that I wanted it to be something bigger than than the usual adjectives. Mm. Because to me, New York was or is and always will be something bigger than even the people or the place or a particular generation even. It's, it's forever. And that has always been, I think, a very powerful idea applied to other things. And, and I think New York is it's a good fit for that. So New York forever um, was just an idea that I started with. And I, I don't normally write that way. I don't normally you know, uh, write to a title. Mm as they say, but um, I started with that and I knew I wanted it to be a simple song, you know, a few chords, and I wanted it to feel um, like an anthem. So um, I listened to some anthems. I listened to Queen. I listened to um, different, different. Uh, I listened also to uh, the song by Four Non Blondes, which is a song called uh, What's Up, which is a big anthem from the 90s. And But I tried to find my own way to do it, and I wanted it to be something positive that in which I could kind of tell my story but also make it uh, a story for everybody yeah. that anybody could relate to. And I also have always liked the idea of New York as some a person that you have a relationship with. So if you listen to the lyrics, you can watch the lyric video on my YouTube channel if you want to. Shameless plug. No, um, please do. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, if you listen to the lyrics, I talk about New York as has always been my girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, I, I like that idea. It makes me feel, um, you know, I, I find a sense of comfort with that. And because New York really has been, a, a you know, a teacher mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it can be for everybody, whether people want to learn the lessons or not is another question. But um, it's been, uh, you know, the city itself, I've always, no matter what has been going on for me, I always know I'm in New York. Yeah. And that is a good thing, you know. Um, and so I wanted it to be something that would have a sense of, um, you know, a story mm -hmm. to it um, and positivity. Yep. Um, and, and also a little, you know, I mean, obviously New York is known for having a little bit of a hard edge. So I wanted it to have a sense of like, you know, this is New uh, York. yeah, you know, back up a little bit because this is New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but also I wanted it to be something obviously uplifting and, and, and uh, something that everybody could sing a chorus for pretty easily. So that, that seemed, it, I tried to check all those boxes best I could. Well, it sounds like you put a lot of thought and, and care and, and love into this song, right, Dan? And I did. Yeah, that's absolutely true. resonates with me. And I'm positive New York Forever will resonate with so many others. Oh, that's great. Yes. And and so, I hope so. of course. And I actually, um, you know, I don't know if this is going to work here, but let's listen to a little bit of the beginning um, okay. of New York Forever. Sure. You know, and, and then I have some questions for you here for, for people. Sure. Sounds people good. Can listen to it Sounds a little good. bit. Here we go.
many years ago I came to this city With a pocket full of dreams And I learned to get tough when things got gritty But harder times we've never seen We got shut down for God knows how long Some say it may never be the same And everybody's hurting deep down inside But there's a lesson in the pain We're gonna build it back better Cause we're in this together New York forever New York forever Oh my, it yes. just, you know, as soon as you turn on this song, you're yes. just like so entrenched in it. Oh, you good. Know, it's, I'm glad it's, you feel that it's, way. Yeah, it's lyrics, it's uh -huh. tune, everything about it. And, and really, it just speaks to me. It speaks, oh, you know, New York to me. And really happy that you, you wrote the song and, sure. and the lyrics that you wrote about it are, are very true to this period in time, right? Uh, yeah. through, through COVID and then even just moving forward. And, you know, you learn to get gritty, when, you mm -hmm. learn to get tough when things got yeah. gritty, you know exactly. that yeah. right here, um, you know, you, you know, we're going to build it back better because um, mm -hmm. exactly. New York is forever. I That's mean, right. th that is New York. And then you start diving into other things and, and everyone, you can listen to the full song where can they listen to the full song here then good question well you can find it on all platforms it's on spotify um you can get to my spotify page by going to my website um and, and which is dansmithguitar.com mm -hmm. um and you can just follow all my social media links there um there's you know instagram facebook youtube you can watch the music video on i think pretty much all my platforms but definitely on the youtube channel um, and uh, the Instagram channel um, or my Instagram profile, but it's on it's on uh, Apple Music. It's on you know it can be uh, streamed and or downloaded pretty much anywhere. Um, Amazon Music, Google Play, all of those. So um, yeah, I mean it's been a, a it was absolutely a labor of love for me, you know. And and the song, I just it was it's gonna sound cliche, but I'm. It's true. I, I just kind of had to write it. Mm. Whether it was a successful venture or not, I, I loved writing it. I loved playing it. I loved listening to it. I enjoyed making the music video. That was, that was kind of just an experience unto itself because basically I, I shot it by just um, riding around the city on a city bike and shooting you know, just with my iPhone, different parts of the city um, right. that were at different stages of the shutdown at the time. Because there's the city, there's no shortage of of signs of of the the shutdown and or um, the reopening. So like there are statues that people put masks on. You know, there's um, stores that had been boarded up, but they said they had very prominent signs on there that said we're open. So that to me represented so much about you know the state of the city at the time that we were dealing with this you know, very, very difficult set of circumstances, to put it mildly. And, you know, that's just from a business perspective. Forget about a human perspective. But we were, nothing was going to stop people. You know, they, those signs, <laughs> those weird yeah. signs were so symbolic to me, you know. Yeah. And um, 
then, but then there was also this sense of um, trying to do the right thing. So to me, that's what the, the masks that got put on, like the, the lions, they had these giant uh, masks they put on the lions at, in, um, in front of the New York Public Library, and that's mm -hmm. in the music video too. Mm -hmm. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my God, I got to put that in the video. Yeah. But um, that, you know, that, to me, that was a, a, you know, a message to the public at large that, you know, A, we're in this together, and B, we got to try to do this right. We got to try to, you know, take care of ourselves and take care of each other so that we can come out on the other side of this mm -hmm. and 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 build back better. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. so that's kind of, you know, I mean, it's hard for me to talk about this and not just launch into song because it's all the lyrics <laughs> of the song. <laughs> oh, please you know? do give us a rendition here. <laughs> sure. but no. but no. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's kind of if if, you know, the questions you were asking me before, too, about my um my perspective on the city and everything. If you just listen to the lyrics of that song, that, that goes a long way. You know, I, you asked me to sum up the, the city in, in, in one word, it probably would be forever. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what it kind of grew out of. And then, and also, you know, this was something for me to put my attention on. I wanted to do something creative during the shutdown and I wanted yeah. it to be something that um, would live on beyond the shutdown. So, you know, for example, I was, I remember when I was writing that line, we got shut down. And I was like, we got shut down for a year. Well, no, it's not going to be quite a year. And uh, so I just said, God knows how long. Mm -hmm. So that way it was kind of, it's open-ended, you know, yeah. and it's, and it was, you could talk about it in the present tense. You could also talk about it in the past tense. Hopefully we'll be able to sing it in the past tense yeah. more, and more, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but uh, I wanted it to be something that would, I, I wrote it in many ways to comfort myself, but also to comfort other people. And I've described it as a like a get well soon card yeah. to the city. Oh, my gosh. And Dan, so let me tell you, I believe New York Forever is mm -hmm. a very symbolic song to the city. Oh, and it's definitely the anthem to New right York on. City. So yeah, amazing with that song. And yeah. I, I love how you, you put all these elements into it, listening to other, you know, um, perspectives and music out there, sure. really crafting it to mm -hmm. the times, to yourself, to New Yorkers as a whole. So thank you for adding this beautiful song into the thank universe. You. Yeah. I'll say one, I'll say one other thing about mm -hmm. the song, just to kind of fill out what I had in mind with it. I wanted it to have a slight sense of, um, I wanted to have a gospel feel <laughs> just mm -hmm. a little bit. I mean, that's not the kind of artist I am per se, but I wanted it to have that sense of like people coming together in almost like a, a, a religious sense while still obviously remaining secular. So that's part of why I brought that organ in at the end. I wanted it to be that kind of like uplifting sense of almost like a, a religious ceremony because New York is my religion. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know if I mentioned and I may have, but I really think this song, like I envision it with like, you know, your, your lighters up and large crowds, yeah, there you, uh, you, you sure. opening up at Governor's Ball here in New York cool. City and other, you know, big um, openings that define New York City, because that that's what that song feels to from, me. From your lips to whoever promotes Governor's Ball's ears. <laughs> the universe in yeah, New York, right. yes, and Governor's <laughs> Ball. So. I, I really appreciate you sharing this insight with regards sure. to New York forever. And, you know, 
want to ask here um is there any question within you know the song uh, mm -hmm. you know a, a dance myth will teach you to play guitar or anything uh, within your background that i may have missed that you'd like to kind of note well i do want to say that i have a lot of plans for the future yes. you know um, mm -hmm. with more music and that i've that i've written and i haven't recorded and released yet um but uh, i'm always writing and there's a lot of I, I definitely encourage people to check me out uh, in terms of uh, what I have available online. Yep. But there's also a lot that I have in works. I'm currently um, developing a television show what? about my my life. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> and, exciting! And my, my my journey in New York City. Of course. And and my kind of uh, you know unusual dilemmas that I have encountered being a, a somewhat public person mm -hmm. um, who's trying to also you know get something happening for myself musically, creatively, mm -hmm. and uh, career-wise. So I'm very excited about that project, and I'm looking forward to uh, bringing that to to the public and mm -hmm. hopefully finding some, you know, a production team that can help me do that. Absolutely. Well, we're all looking forward to that. I know I am, you sure. know, to, to hear more music come from you, Dan, as well as a potential, yes. you know, TV show that caters yes. around just this whole amazingness experience you've had in New York, right? And and, yes. and your relationship with it and, and New York forever. Yeah. So this is giving me goosebumps. Thank you cool. me too. so much, Dan, for, for, for sharing, you know, more about your, your background, your New York story, and kind of moving along into our next segment, yes. which, you know, kind of falls more into giving tips for the audience on how to become an artist, you know, musician mm -hmm. and so forth here within New York City, as successful as, as yourself, Dan, or, or just any, yes. any type of tips. What are some tips that have essentially helped you become an artist, mm -hmm. musician here in New York City that you, you could share with others? Well, I think the first thing is to be as independent as possible. The more you can look to yourself to bring something to the table, you know, and that, that's just something that's true in life. You have to ask yourself, like, what do I have to offer? Mm -hmm. Whether it's um, yourself as a as a player, you know, as a player of your instrument or a singer of your, you know, if you're singing is your thing, your voice, mm -hmm. or if it's your abilities as a, a producer or your abilities as a writer, perhaps all of these things and more. Um, so really you ask yourself that question. What is it that you bring to the table that is uniquely you? And, and if the answer is you don't know, that's okay. But keep that question in front of you. Um, the other thing that I would say is you, you want to, when you're in situations where you are playing with other people, the, the philosophy that I always try to bring to that moment is I try to play in such a way that it makes everybody else sound good. Mm -hmm. So if you do that, it's actually, I'm going to let the, reveal this secret, it's actually a very selfish way to play. Because if you play in a way that makes other people sound good, then you sound good. Mm. So that's really the best thing you can develop for yourself is to have great, you know, uh, music to yeah. offer. Yeah. Do you know? I mean, as a songwriter, that's that's the bottom line, and, and it sounds like such an obvious and probably in some ways annoying thing to hear is like, you know, write great songs. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's Simple the best as that. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say also the the other thing that I encourage certainly my students to do is 
to, um, you know, if you see yourself as a performer, and not everybody does, some people are purely recording artists, but if you see yourself as a, a performer, make it your business to um, find opportunities to perform because the reality is with performing, you, you really do need to get time behind the wheel, so to speak. You know, if, if performing was like driving a car, you, you got to get comfortable, you know, and you got to do it as as regularly as you can, whether you decide you want to go to open mics, which has certainly been a great opportunity for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a great way to essentially go to the gym, you know, and, and develop your craft and work it, work out the kinks, mm. you know, and, um, and don't be afraid also to video record yourself mm. and then, and go back and look at it and cringe <sighs> as much as you need to, but then work on it and get better. Yeah. So the, those are my tips. Oh my gosh, you gave so many great tips. And then lastly, that one where, you know, mm -hmm. really practice your craft. There's an yeah. expression out there that you're supposed to put, is it 10,000 hours into your craft before you're actually really good at yeah. it? So I don't know yeah. if that is true, but definitely staying. Well, I would say there's, there's some truth to that. You know, I, I think it's that as well as um, I go back to what I said earlier, you have to do that while using your imagination. Mm -hmm. If you just kind of, do that unmindfully and just kind of grind out 10,000 hours, you, you'll get somewhere, mm -hmm. but you won't really, you know, you won't connect to what you need to connect to. Yeah. So you, you have to do it mindfully, I would mm. say. Love that. Love that element that you added. And I'm going to put in a, a plug here and, okay. you know, and because if people do want to get better and you do come into New York City and you want to learn from a great guitarist, can you still teach them guitar of here course. in the city? Absolutely. Yes. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, something that I would just add to that, that while I teach guitar, that's really a jumping off point for um, developing yourself as a as a singer, because to play guitar, you, you really kind of have to sing, whether you think of yourself as a singer or not, you have to use your voice mm -hmm. as a tool. Um, but also for most, if not all my students, it's a jumping off point to learning how to write songs, how to perform, how to record. And um, so I do all those things. But guitar is really kind of the entryway to that. Okay. And thank you for kind of elaborating on that. I, I definitely wanted sure. to note that you are accessible to that extent. So, you I know, am. and, and yeah, you get to meet totally. amazing Dan Smith and, and learn more about mm -hmm. him. So, you know, following up on, on another tip here and, and it's what sure. you've done amazing at. And, and it's, you know, how, mm -hmm. how can someone essentially be seen or heard here in New York City, uh, promotional wise, you know, I know you you did promotions with the flyers then, mm -hmm. and, and that yeah. kind of just took its own life form, right? Um, yeah, it and, yeah. and, and that's yeah. not gonna happen to everyone. But you know, is there certain areas people can go to uh, places they can build communities and so forth? Well, certainly a place to build communities would be at um, various open mics around the city. Um, there's hopefully going to be more of them. It's been they've been a little in short supply since COVID, but I know, um, for example, Bar Nine on Ninth Avenue between 53rd and 54th Street has a great open mic. Patty Riley's, which is a great old Irish bar, um, I want to say on Second Avenue and 29th, mm -hmm. they have uh, open mics that you can go to and, and develop your craft and meet people. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, if you're out in uh, Queens and Brooklyn, there's probably more out there. There's certainly, um, there's a group called the Astoria Music Collective, which uh, runs um, a, a couple different open mics. And I know, I'm pretty sure people have gotten um, paying gigs through that, you know, assuming that they have something to offer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
My my paying gigs have always come from, uh, from ultimately probably from me putting up flyers. Oh, uh, that's awesome. But, uh, do so, you recommend people still do that, Dan? I'm curious. Yeah, yeah why not? Absolutely. I'm I'm not in any way threatened by that. Please feel free if you, you know, not to sound egotistical, but if you think you can keep up, go for it. You know, <laughs> I love that. You know, it's uh, it, it's a long haul, and and it's mm-hmm. not just putting up a couple of flyers. This was a lifestyle for me. Yeah. And and it's something that, you know, when people ask me, because I've gotten all kinds of offers from different businesses to to flyer for them, and I've also been asked to come and speak to marketing classes and business schools, which I haven't done because I'm trying not to uh-huh. <laughs> feed into promote that. that. Yeah, but sometimes people just ask me for advice about putting up flyers, and my first question for them is, do you know what a war of attrition is? And a war of attrition is where you basically just show up every day for years and wear people down mm-hmm. <laughs> until they just until it's it's you know they have no choice. Yeah. But you penetrate their consciousness to such a point where you know I've had students during COVID when I I haven't been putting up flyers. Uh, had new students come to me because they, you know, they reached out to me because they said, I want, I decided I want to learn to play guitar. And I just had this voice in my head saying, Dan Smith will teach you guitar. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's brand recognition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I would say be relentless. If you want another New York word, be relentless. Mm. Oh my gosh. You're giving yeah. so much great tips here, Dan. I can't even sure. keep up and I can just keep <laughs> asking questions, but sure. Feel free. I'm, I'm happy to tell you more. You know, you, you mentioned practicing your craft, um, mm. kind of putting time out there into your music. Mm-hmm. Would, would you, um, recommend beginning artists, musicians to, you know, uh, go out to places like the subways, parks, Times Square, the streets to kind of do their crafts? You can. I mean, that's a tough road to hoe. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, but certainly you, people do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it, it can be a way. I know people who make a living doing that in right. the subways and out on the streets. Um, but I think with whatever you do, and this is a question that everybody, um, certainly my myself included, has to kind of uh, address on an ongoing basis. Is like, okay, then what? Mm-hmm. You know. So I do that, and then what? And obviously, there are all the fantasies of like, I will be discovered. Mm-hmm. You know, in that kind of cinematic moment of like, <laughs> ah, I will pluck you from obscurity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't don't wait around for that. Oh. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a nice thought and everything, but ultimately God helps those who help themselves. You know, I, I think you have to kind of, sure, why not go out to the park and, and see, uh, you know, how it feels to, uh, you know, play, play songs on, on, you know, for the people passing by or whatever. And that, that's an experience to have. Why not? Um, if you play in the subway, that's, that's really, um, that can be pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to really be up for the gig and I, the people I know who have, who do that and actually make money, they have gotten very, very good at that. Mm. Um, and there's a lot to be respected there. They, they, but it's, it's long hours, yeah. you know, if you're going to really do it. Um, so for anybody who does it, I would, it, for that kind of thing, you know, busking out on the street, um, I would say just keep those two words in your mind. Okay. Then what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. Then what, then what, mm-hmm. not just in the <laughs> yeah. present moment. So yeah. 
perfectly said there, Dan. And, you know, wrapping this last segment up, I think you kind of mentioned uh, this throughout our conversation, but what do you think the essence of being an artist, musician, creative is, you know, in, in life? I think it means putting yourself in other people's shoes. And, and therefore, in order to do that, you have to be pretty connected to your own emotions and your own uh, inconvenient emotions, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because I think that's where the, the, the gold is buried, you know, and all the inconvenient emotions. Yeah. So to, to ask yourself those kinds of questions of like, what's it like for the other person to hear this song? What's it, what would it be like for me if I heard this song or if I heard somebody uh, get up on stage and do that comedy bit or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's my best answer right now. I mean, I don't know if I could narrow it down to one thing, but if I had to, I would say put yourself in the other person's shoes. Mm. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> from sharing your New York story to your amazing background on how you got started here in New York City, you know, yes. to your song that is an anthem to Mm -hmm. NYC, New York forever. I have truly appreciated our conversation, your insight, your craft as a musician and artist, and and really just speaking with you, Dan, and excited to share this. So thank you so, so much. Well, thank you. And I really appreciate your enthusiasm for for the song and my music. And and, uh, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Of course, and same to you. But before I let you go here, Dan, I yes. do have this segment that I like to yes. play with everyone. It's uh, it's called a New York Minute. I'll kind of just speed uh-huh. round a couple questions uh, about the city here, and you just say the first thing that comes to mind. Are you okay to play that? I am so ready. Here we go then. Three, two, one. Favorite New York borough? Oh, Manhattan. Favorite New York neighborhood? Chelsea. Favorite New York food? Culture Expresso makes the best cranberry oatmeal cookies in the universe so that culture espresso in midtown favorite season in new york city uh spring all three days of it (laughs) favorite new york tourist destination uh the circle line Ooh, never heard of that yeah the circle line that's a that's a boat that goes all around the city okay 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 good to know definitely have to try that favorite non-tourist destination Mm, there's a stretch of um, the loop in, in Central Park between where you enter at Central Park West and 77th and uh, to the 72nd Street entrance that I ride my bike along and it is just extremely peaceful and just trees and just very flowing and it's probably never changed and probably never will change. That's my favorite I love place. that. That sounds beautiful. I think I know where you're talking about. Okay, favorite mm-hmm. holiday in the city? July 4th. Ooh, why? I'm curious. Well, maybe it's just because I miss people being out on the street together, you know, all watching the fireworks together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when was the last time we could all, you know, crowd in with each other and have that kind of collective intimacy and look up at the sky and see something beautiful? Yes. Well, hoping this July 4th is spectacular in New York City. Yes. Favorite New York subway line? Uh, The Q. Favorite NYC uh, park? I'm going to say Riverside Park. Mm. Favorite weekend getaway from New York? I like to go to an island where um, there are no lines and it's very quiet on the weekends and there's lots of stuff to do, amazing restaurants. It's this amazing island. What's it called? Manhattan. Oh, I love it. (laughs) One word to describe New York. Forever. Oh, 
And then one tip on how to live your best life in New York City. When you wake up every morning, take four deep breaths. And before you go to sleep at night, take four more deep breaths. Thanks for tuning in to Gossip Nista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at Gossamista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at Gossamista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at Gossamista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossip Nista.